0: Good morning, now it's morning, it's 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm still jet-lagged, I woke up 4 o'clock this morning and I haven't slept since, so everything it's which is not confirmed with the Bible, it's because of my jet-lag, uh, good to see you, have a seat, God is amazing, um, we're seeing growth in our church, which is awesome. About 300 people now in Kuppers Berlin, and we have planted the first church in the eastern part of Germany. About 40 people meeting there, so that's awesome. Um, it's really amazing what Pastor Jordan said, what God is doing in the Kuppers family all over the world. We had one million refugees, refugees in Germany last year just one million, 250,000 this year already. It's an amazing opportunity, I think. What about sending one and a half million missionaries back to the Middle East? That would be great. We have some families in our church um, from Iran, and they they got to know Jesus. We baptized the whole family, and they're serving in the church. That's amazing. And we see this all over churches in Germany that um, people from the Middle East give their life to Jesus, and following Him, getting baptized, and... And and I believe God is God is on the way to do a great thing uh, in this world. Um, we f- we celebrate 500 years Reformation next year. Um, and it's time for new Reformation. Um, just to know, just to let you know, Berlin is in the eastern part of Germany. Um, if you don't know, Germany was divided 25 years ago between East and West, communism and not communism. Um, in, in berlin there 're about one percent born again Christian in the northern part of northern eastern part of germany it 's called an atheist place it 's the most atheist place on planet Earth. You find no other place on planet earth where there 's so many confessing atheists and we, we we believe that we have to plan churches and make a difference so please c- keep on praying um, for Europe. Europe really needs it and not only our football team um, but Hey, my message is uh, another good thing. Two Sundays ago, I baptized my son. That was amazing. My oldest, son, my oldest son is 17, and I had him with me last year. He was actually here with me in Wellington, and he had a really good moment at Shout Conference as well, and he's so committed to follow Jesus, and that's amazing. Um, that was Really touching moment. We had a big pool in our garden. So uh, it was a garden celebration with bratwurst and everything. And, and, and then we had baptism. What an awesome moment. Hey, my message this night, this is not this morning even, this night, is called In Between. In Between. I think our life is sometimes, or most of our life is in between. It's like the New Zealand rugby team. You, go, you are always in between victory and victory, right? It's like the German football team between victory and another victory, always in between, but but when you think about The the victory is very short. You remember when you became world champion? You're still world champion, but there's a long time in between, right? So the celebration is very short sometimes and our life is sometimes in between. It's between dream and reality It's between promise And sometimes the first step we do, it's between start and goal. Think about Jesus' disciples. They were together with Jesus, and they believed Jesus is is the answer. Jesus will save the world. And then they experienced Good Friday, Easter, Easter Friday. And they thought, everything is over. Totally disappointed, because they were in between Friday and Sunday. But then they had Sunday, and they thought, oh, this is it. Jesus is, you know, he's resurrected. And and then Jesus told them, no, it's not that. I'm going. But I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. So again, they were in between, you know, in between Easter Sunday and Pentecost. And then they experienced Pentecost, and they thought, that's it. And Jesus said, or the Holy Spirit said, it's not You have to go into all the world and preach. They were always in between. Whenever they experienced something, they thought, it's it. And again, they felt, no, we're in between. Another thing is coming. And I think many times we're in between. Actually, the whole of our life is in between. So if we most of our life experience in between, we should make in between the best experience of our life. And tonight, I want to talk about how we create our in-between. And we need to make in-between the best time of our life. Think about the people of Israel. They have been 40 years in the desert. 40 years to wait for the promise. I don't think it was only bad 40 years. I think some of them, um, they wrote books about how to live 40 years in, in the desert. How, how you make, you know... But you, you can't live 40 years in the desert or walk around and just thinking about the promise, you have to live 40 years in the desert. You actually have to, not only to survive, you actually have to enjoy life in the desert. Not easy, but you have to. Think about Jesus. He was 30 when he really began his ministry. But 30 years... I think he experienced good things. He learned to play football. He had a German thing on, obviously. A rugby shirt from New Zealand. No, But Jesus was in between. He, he used the 30 years and he enjoyed the 30 years. Let me ask you, what is your in between right now? What is, what is the challenge you are experiencing right now? What is your in-between? Are you in-between promises God has given you? Are you in-between coincidences just happening in your life? Between accidents or whatever's happening in your life? Or are you in-between frustration? In-between promise God has given you? Like Jonah. Jonah had this challenge from God. But Jonah ran away, and sometimes we're running away from what God wants to do. In our between, we, we're running away, and we're not experiencing what, what God really wants to do in our life. I don't know what your in-between is, but I believe we, in a way, we are all experience our in-between. So tonight I want to help us and, and go through five points, how we can live our in-between. How we, can, how we can create the time when we feel, yes, I am in between. And, and obviously, we're all in between. We, we all have a promise, right? Yeah. Do you have a promise? Yeah. You should have a promise. You should have a goal where you want to go. But you're here, and the goal is there. I think, thinking back, and, and, and Pastor Jordan told you a little bit about our story, when we planted the church six years ago, we came with a lot of ideas and vision But then things are not going always the way we would like them to go. We had financially really challenges and and my wife became sick and we experienced things in our lives I don't want to experience again. But many times we've been in between. And you take a step and you think, okay, that's great. Now we're 20 people. Now we're 40 people. But there's always, and I, I see so many things God still wants to do. I have so much hope, so much belief, so much dreams and and I believe God has the same for you. But you're in between. So it's so, so important that in between is not just the time we survive, but in between becomes the best time of our life. Here's the, I have f- five, five thoughts tonight. Only five because I have the microphone on this one. I have only five fingers, so five. <laughs> it's always five in my preaching. Th- there's... There's all, here's the thing. The first thing. There's always a bigger in between. There's always a bigger in between. You know, when you take the first step, like the disciples, and they came to Easter Sunday, they experience. There's actually a bigger in between. It's it's Pentecost. When they came to Pentecost, they understood suddenly. No, no, it's it, it's it's much bigger. It's it's not just Pentecost. It's it's reaching the world, and. We need to understand. You need to understand. There's a bigger in between in your life. You know, sometimes we, we experience problems, we experience challenges in our life. We think, oh, that's that, that, that's complicated. That's that that's that's the end. And but there's a bigger one. Yeah. Let let's go to Esther 4. Queen Esther, um, she experienced a bigger a bigger in between. And in verse Esther 4, verse 13. Oh, my English. Do you like a German accent? Oh, it's, it's beautiful, isn't it? You should hear Jordan talk German. That, that's funny. <laughs> oh, you better stay with English. <laughs> And and Mordecai told them to answer, Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent in this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther had to decide it, will I step in front of the king? Because if you have not been called to the king, and you step into the presence of the king, and he didn't like you, he could say, and you would die. So, so she had to decide, actually, do I want to take the risk to step in, in, in front of the king and speak for my people? And then Mordecai spoke to her and said, Esther, understand, there's a bigger in between. It's, it's actually not about you. It's, it's about it's about the bigger picture. You know, and I believe we all need a Mordecai in our life. We need someone who speaks in our life when we, when we experience problems, when we feel sometimes we're in between, we have challenges. Someone who speaks to us and say, you know, Jürgen, there's a bigger in between. This is... This is just one challenge. But when you have taken this challenge, there's another one, you know? And God wants to create, God wants to give you a bigger dream, a bigger picture, just to tell you, come on, Easter, Sunday, Pentecost, but it's about reaching the world. It's about having a bigger dream. It's not just about this. It's about that. And God wants to enlarge our capacity. Even in church, sometimes we think when we come into in, into difficult periods or challenges, you know there's, there's bigger in-between. Please understand, in your life, there's a, there's a bigger in-between God has for us. Here's my second point. Your attitude in your in-between decides about the outcome, the dream, the goal. It's your attitude. I like the story of Joseph. Do you like the story of Joseph? I think it's one of the most profound stories in the Bible. I think it's, it's an awesome story. And let, let us just read some verses from um, Genesis 45, verse 3. It's when Joseph meets his brothers after um, they, they wanted to get food. Um, they came to Egypt um, to get food. And he meets his brothers, and they sold him years, years back. They sold him um, as a slave. And then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. They came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, from whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourself because you sold me here. For God sent me before you for you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing and harvesting. And then he said, and God sent me before you to preserve, and and, and he speaks to his brothers. I imagine sometimes I have two brothers and two sisters. What kind of situation that would be? Or meeting my old teacher. You know, your teacher's from school, and suddenly they're dependent on you. They're asking you for help. And you have the chance to do with them whatever you want to do. That would be your brothers and sisters, maybe even your parents. But Joseph had such a such an awesome attitude. He understood now my in between. He understood all what I have experienced. My in between, it was for a reason. It was for a reason I have been sold as a slave. It was for a reason I have been in Potiphar's house and I have learned all what I have learned. It was for a reason I have been in prison. There was a reason behind everything and he had the right attitude. And in the moment, in the moment God challenged him, in the moment he met his brothers, he was ready because he had the right attitude. I have experienced many times when I get hurt, in my in-between, frustrated. When things are not like I have thought they will be, my attitude can be really challenged. I can be angry with people. This morning, 4 o'clock, I woke up and I couldn't get back to sleep. I read my email and I got a really stupid email. Pastor John was saying, they're not stupid emails, they're just stupid people. Maybe that's... Uh, I got this email and... You know what you, what you should not do? You should not answer an email in the middle of the night when you have a jet lag and can't sleep. <laughs> I think I have to apologize. But sometimes, you know, our attitude is, is so challenged. And in church, our attitude is challenged. But you know, in between, it's all about attitude. Joseph would never, ever have reached the goal. Joseph would not have been the second man in, in the land. He ha- would not have been uh, responsible for all what he has been responsible if he has, had not worked with his, his attitude. You know, God, God brings you in your in between to actually change your attitude. It's all about attitude. It's about God wants to change us. God wants to touch our hearts. What what did Joseph do when he when he came when he was sold as a slave? He served. Whenever we whenever we read about Joseph in Potiphar's house, he served. When he came into prison, he, when he came to the Pharaoh later, he, and what are we doing when we're in between? We, at least we should serve. But what I see many times is when people are in between, when they face a challenge, they think, oh, this is a really difficult period. I'm just in between and I'm fighting. I think I should take time off. I should not serve just for time. And, we, and we, we take a step back. But the Bible teaches us the opposite. Whenever we face a challenge, whenever Joseph faced a challenge, whenever it became hard, whenever he was in between, he stepped forward and he served. And I want to challenge you. You know, in our in between, the best thing we can do is Serving. Serving. You know, whenever you face a challenge, you think, I don't know what to do next, and I don't know what my next is. Just go to Pastor John and say, I'm here to serve. I'm here to do whatever you want to do because I'm in between. Sometimes people say, oh, I'm just here for a year or two years. I'm studying. I don't know. Come on, just serve. Just step in and serve. And Joseph teaches us, we serve because it's all about attitude. Here, point number three. Make you in between your most valuable experience of your life. When I prepared the message, I wrote, make make you in between the best experience of your life. But it's not true. It's not the best experience. If I go back to my in between, the last six years planting the church, it's not my best experience. I actually do not want to go back to that. It was... It was ugly. It it didn't feel good when we had no money. And I I virtually mean we had no money. It felt not good when my wife became sick and had a depression. And and for the whole family, it was not a nice experience. It was not, not a nice experience to start church with four people. It was just not nice. I do not want to go back. But it's the most valuable experience of my life. I learned so much things. God teach me so much things. I learned how to become dependent on God, to pray for healing, to pray for miracles. I think I shared it last, last year with you. Uh, we at one point we experienced a miracle where, where God spoke into our life and, 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 and twenty five thousand euros were given to us from our landlord, just like out of the blue. What a fantastic miracle when we became personally bankrupt and we really had no money. Someone came to us and gave us 10,000 euro. Just out of the blue. Someone else came to, to the kids, uh, to, to my wife and said, for the next four years I will support every kid with 100 euro a month for four years. Just that your kids will like nothing for the next four years. We've experienced miracle after miracle. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I don't want to miss. Standing in the pool two Sundays ago and baptizing my son, and he's taller than me, it was, it was an amazing experience. I, you can't pay it for money. What are you doing in your in-between? So the your in-between becomes the most valuable time of your life. Joseph, I told you already, he learned. He learned in Potiphar's house. He could not have been number two in the state if he not was in Potiphar's house and has learned whatever he needed to learn. He could not have been there without being in prison and and learning a lot of stuff. In prison prison you learn good things, I heard. (laughs) David, David was in between. David was, you know, he was, the prophet came and anointed David to be the king. He was forgotten by his father on the field, but he came. And, and then again he was sent back to the fields. And then when Goliath came and wanted to fight against the people of Israel, David came. And David was prepared. Because when David was on the field in between, even he was already ordained as a king, he was anointed as a king, he was on the fields with the sheeps. sheep. Sheep, sheep, sheep. <laughs> you know, and and David he he put his Coca-Cola bottle there. He took his sling and he trained. And at first he couldn't hit it. After a half a year, he hit Half of it, 50%. After a year, he was good every time he could hit the bottle. Because in his in-between, he made it the most valuable experience. And when he was called to fight Goliath, he came and he knew, God is with me. He didn't need the armor of the king. He he just went there and he he knew, God is with me. He took his sling and he hit Goliath. Because he made his in-between the most valuable experience. So I see so many times people running away. They're running away in, in moments where they could say, Okay, God, this is not what I dreamed of. This is not the best time of my life. But God, teach me. God, I want to learn. And you're here in church to say every Sunday, God, I'm here to learn. God, I want to take the next step. God, speak into my life. God, change my attitude. God, God, teach me how to use my finance. God, teach uh, me how to use to use my skills, my gifting. Come on, we we can't we can't. Sp- we, we can't spoil what he says, spoil our time. We can't waste our time. We need to be in between and say, God, in my in between, I want to use it. I want to make my, I want to be ready for the time of battle. In Psalm 78, it says, The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They had everything they needed. But in their in between, they didn't prepare. They were not ready. When the time of battle came, when the day of battle came, they were not ready like David because they didn't prepare. They prepared outside but not inside. Can I ask you, how do you make your in-between right now? How how are you creating your in-between? What are you learning? What what have you asked God to, to do in your life? What is the process right now in your life where you're saying, God, teach me this. God, make this. God, God, I want to, I want to, I, I want to break through. Number four, in your in-between, guide your heart. Guide your heart. In Proverbs, um, Proverbs 4, 23, it says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. In German, we say, mehr als alles andere. It means more than anything else in the world. Keep your heart, because out of your heart springs the issues of life. When Jesus, before he was crucified, he was together with his friends, with his disciples, and they fall asleep. And just before he was crucified, his disciple he chose to build his church on denied him three times. I don't know if I would have worked with Peter, if he would be part of my leadership team. But Jesus was, he was taking care of his heart, he saw what he saw. He knew what he knew. Joseph, when his brothers came to him, and I wrote, uh, I, I, we read these scriptures before. What an amazing man to tell his brothers, don't be afraid. This is because God wanted it to be like this. My heart is okay. So many people are in church and they're in between. But then they're hurt and they run away. Run away from church, run away from relationship, run away from small group, from leaders, from pastors because they don't take care of their heart. So many, hurt, so many hurt Christians. You know, when we're together, when we work together, when, we are, when we're in between, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes, sometimes people hurt us. Sometimes people say things to us, it, it goes deep. But you have a choice. You have a choice in your in-between. To say, okay, God, I want to take care of my heart. And he's number five. Take care of your dream. So many people lose their dream. Whenever they're in-between, when things are not going like they should go, they lose their dream. Gideon was... I, I like the story of Gideon as well. And, and he was... He, he, let, let's read some verses from Judges 6, verse 11. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, while he, son Gideon threshed wheat in the, in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, your mighty man of valor. You know, Gideon was saying, hey, angel, look all around. Look at the circumstances. It's not like our dream. It's not what we have been promised by our fathers. And, but, and it's not like I wanted it to be. But the thing God wanted to restore in Gideon was the dream. It was the dream. And I believe what God wants, to, wants, what God wants to do in us, in our life, when we're in between, he wants to restore the dream. He wants to tell us, you're a mighty man, you're mighty woman of God. Maybe you're in between, but God tells you there's a bigger in between. God tells you, come on, make your in between the best time of your life. Make it the most valuable time of your life. Learn as much things you can because guide your heart, but restore the dream God has given you because God is not finished. He's not on the end. He will never, ever. The Bible says he will never, ever take the dream back. He will never, ever take gifting back or pro- prophecies and back. He he, be- he still believes it. He will never take um, a page out of your book and say, "Oh, I regret that I have given you this page." No. If you ask God, He comes and tells you, "I'm still believing in the dream. I still have the dream for your life. I still believe God. God wants to use you in that way." But you're in between. And in-between is the longest time of our life. Victory is a short time. Climbing a mountain, being on the mountain, when, when you're up there, you look around, you make a picture, and you go down, and you're in-between again. Most of our life time is in-between. So let's make our in-between the most valuable time. Let's say to God, God, here I am. People don't throw away their dreams and their life when they're up on the mountain. It's when they're in between. Sometimes we're tired, frustrated, angry, hurt, and we throw away away our dreams. But I believe tonight God wants to touch us. And in a way, He would like that we make a commitment in our life. Say, God, I'm in between, but here I am, 100%. I dedicate my life again to you. Here I am, God, I want to serve you in my in-between. God, yes, I've been hurt, but here I am. God, I've lost my dream, but here I am. God, I've been hurt in my heart, but here I am, I want to serve you. Maybe you have to say, okay, it's not the best time of my life, but it will be the most Valuable time of my life. I will be learning and I will come back like Joseph, like David, and you can go through all the names in the Bible. They've been all in between, but they have a great comeback. Like the New Zealand team, rugby team. We all can remember losing against France, right? But they had a good comeback. Come on. I remember the German team losing against France recently but we will come back <laughs> come and believe that God has purpose in your life let's pray together hallelujah in a moment I would love to give you the opportunity just to think about your relationship to God with God and I want to give you the opportunity maybe to, to come back to God and make your heart okay with God but before I do that I believe God wants to restore dreams tonight I believe God wants to touch us but God wants to challenge us as well and, and I believe some people you, you, you know you're in between but you have given up or you're in between and, and, and the hurt has taken over or the frustration has taken over and today you just want to make a comment, God, here I am, I want to serve you. Here I am, I, I want to, you know, I, I want to be there 100%. If you're here, maybe you can just reach out to God for a moment. Just reach out to God if you f- feel free. Reach out your hand to God and just allow God to touch you right now. Just allow God to, to to do something in your life. The Holy Spirit will minister to you in the name of Jesus. I believe. I believe. Dreams are restored. I believe God is challenging people to serve, to come back, to step aside from hurting, step away from stuff going on in your life, to come back to God saying, here I am, God. Even I am in between. I want to learn. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, you're ministering to us right now, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you're here and your greatest challenge is is, is your relationship to God. Someone said once, our relationship to God is like driving a car. And some of us, we have Jesus in the boot of our car whenever we have a problem we take him out Jesus help me whenever the problem is solved we put him back some of us we have Jesus in, on the back seat of our car he's part of our life as many other things some of us he's on the passenger seat but you know what Jesus really wants he wants the driver's seat Jesus wants the driver's seat of our life he wants to take control. He wants to lead us. And giving our life to Jesus means, Jesus, I allow you to steer the wheel of my life. I allow you to take control of my life. And, and, and the Bible says that is really to commit to God. This is salvation. This means we, we, we give up control. We give it to Jesus. And, and you can only do it if you try, when, when you trust Him. And, trust is something we learn on the way but maybe you're here tonight and you say yes, this is what I want to do, Pastor Jürgen I want to give my life to Jesus, I want to give him the steering will of my life if you're here tonight and say, that's me I would like to pray for you, I'm not asking you to stand up, I'm not asking you to come to the front, the only thing I'm asking you if you could show me and lifting your hand and saying, this is me, I believe God has challenged me, God is calling me Just for a moment. Anyone here saying this is me? Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness. And Father, we thank you that you will use our in-between to something wonderful, great. God we pray tonight that you will make our in between the most valuable experience of our life and God we thank you that you will never leave us even in our darkest in between you will never never ever leave us alone thank you for that but lord we thank you that we will that we will see prophecy fulfilled that we will see dreams come through and then, and i believe and i pray tonight that you will you will yeah you will reburst dreams that you will give us a new excitement, that you will give us a new yes to you in the name of Jesus. Amen.